talking about the series of getting plugged in. Just so important to be plugged in because if you're not plugged in, you don't have no power. And God didn't create you and I to live life powerless. God created us to be powerful witnesses, to be powerful ambassadors, just to be powerful men and women for him. So I want to jump straight into this tonight because I want us to break up in a few moments once again and and just have some discussion time. But I want to say this, a prayer is like having a loaded gun. Prayer is a loaded gun in the hand of a believer. And the sad fact is many of us haven't even taken a shot yet. And we've got to start praying and start to believe God. I cannot stress strongly enough to you tonight the power that there really is in prayer. I believe it was Queen Mary many years ago. She was a Queen of England. She said this of John Knox, who was a reformist in Scotland. She said these words, I fear the prayers of John Knox more than all the armies of the world. Think about that. Another person said, it's amazing how many coincidences take place and happen when we begin to pray. But I want to tell you today, it's not coincidence. It's the fact that we take it to God. And when we take it to God, the Bible says He answers our prayers. Especially when we pray His will, His word, and for His... Just making sure you are listening Sunday. It's important that we pray His will, His word, and for His glory. Because when we pray those things, the Bible says that's an effective, fervent prayer and it's going to avail much. It's going to accomplish. It's going to be answered by God. But we cannot or we must not fail to see prayer's primary goal in our lives. And whether you like it or not, prayer's primary goal is not to give you what you need and what you ask for. But the primary goal of prayer is to build your relationship with God. The goal of prayer is that we would talk to God, connect to God, being drawn to God, that we would find a greater intimacy and a trust that we would establish as we begin to pray. So prayer is connecting to God. A God that knows no defeat. One who does not even have close to an equal. Come on, one who holds the stars and the moon in his hands. I mean, that's how incredible God is. And we go to him and we doubt and wonder if he can answer our prayer. God can answer our prayer. But one thing we discovered also is the number one reason why our prayers are not answered is because we don't pray them. We don't pray. We've got to start praying and trusting God. So there's two points I want to revisit from our message on Sunday morning that I just want to go over really quickly tonight. And that is this point number one, know 
is an answer to. Come on, say that with me. No. No is an answer to. It's amazing how many times when we pray, and let's just be real and be honest tonight. After all, we are in church. It's a good place to be honest in church. Do I hear an amen? But let's really be honest. When we pray, we don't expect no from God. Oh God, she is so fine. I want to marry her. I mean, all we want is for God to say, go for it. And thank God he did. And Kelly got the short end of the stick. I always say to her, when we go out to the mall, people look at me and say, however did he do it? Come on, I am the president of the Overachievers Club. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Don't know what you're talking about because you're part of it too, Mr. Huss. But you know, here's the deal. It's amazing. So many times we get discouraged when God says no, but yet we take it to God and say, God, if this is the one, then, but what is our main thought or our main focus is not that this is not the one. We just want God to amen it and say, go for it, buddy. Take it on. So to hear God say no, most of us get really dejected and and we get really mad and upset. God is just trying to ruin my life. One thing I've discovered in my life is this. Perhaps no many times has been the most loving response I can get back from God. Come on, how many are thankful for some not answered prayers? Come on, how many are glad when God said no? You are ready to go. Green light, let's go. And God says no. But we've got to watch that our feelings of rejection. God doesn't love me. If he cared about me, he would do this and he would do this. No. Listen to me. It's because he loves you and cares for you, he said no. Because he's trying to spare you and I from something, someplace or someone from doing something that's not part of his plan for your life. Because we'll never find joy and fulfillment in places, people and stuff that's opposed to the plan of God. You may say, well that's not true pastor because hey, I know that I'm not really where I should be and doing all and I'm having plenty of fun in my life. Well just hold on for a few moments. Come on, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 11, verse 25, the last part of that verse, it says, you will enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Come on, what does that mean? There's moments of pleasure, but they're going to be short-lived. It's a temporal joy. It's going to end sometime. Come on, the honeymoon period is going to fall off. Look at the prodigal son. One day he would have told you life was never better. His pockets were full of money. He had all the friends. He had all the parties. He had everything going for him. Life was great. All that work was overrated. He was thinking. He was just enjoying life. But then one day he finds himself in a pig pen, broke, hungry, and all alone. It doesn't get much worse than that. And all of a sudden, what happens? He came to his senses. He realized the error of his way. What does the Bible say he did? He went back home. I'm telling you, God can take our mess and fix it. Come on, say with me, grace. Come on, that's grace, isn't it? Taking the mess that we've made and God can fix it. But one thing I know is this, God won't continue or God won't work in continued sin. If you want to continue in that thing, you're pushing God out. So no is a good answer when it's the right answer. It's maybe not what we want, but it's what we need. Aren't you glad that God gives you what you need and not what you want? We don't like it sometimes because we act spoiled and like babies. I want it and I want it now. God didn't say, I'll give you your wants. God said, I'll meet all your needs. And what we really need in life is our needs to be met. 
So that's a promise. So we can look and we're going to realize that no's an answer. When you go to God, go to him with an open heart. Don't go with a closed heart. We're going to talk a little bit about that in our small groups, coming to God truthfully. Because so many times we come with a closed heart, we've already made up in our minds what we're going to do, whether God says go or not. Come on, let's just be real tonight. I'm just obliging. I'm just giving you the benefit of the doubt, God. I'm just trying to interest you. But if you're not interested, then I'm just going anyway. Watch out. If God says no, it's because he loves you so much that he's trying to stop you. If you're a parent and your kid goes to the stove and the fire is burning on the stove, you don't sit there and wait till they burn themselves and say, I was about to tell you, you shouldn't have done that. You scream out. Why? Because you care. You don't want them to be hurt. The hurts and the pains we suffer and we go through in life are self-inflicted so many times. Because why? We don't realize that no is just as much of an answer as yes is. The second thing that I want us to talk briefly about tonight, and that is this, God wants to speak to you. God wants to speak to you. Think about Adam and Eve. They'd walk every day in the garden. The Bible said God would come and talk to them. How awesome would it be to know five minutes God's coming? How awesome is that? We think about how awesome that was for Adam and Eve, but we still have that awesome reality today, but even greater. They had to wait for God to come. God's with us 24-7, 365, 366, once every four years. God's there. He's there with us. And he wants to speak to us. You know the problem with most of our prayer lives, John, is we don't give God a chance to talk. Well, I pray for 30 minutes a day. Praise God. Well, how long do you talk in that 30 minutes? 30 minutes. Well, what does God say? Well, I don't really know. I haven't given him a chance to talk. God wants to speak to us, but we need to give him a chance. If we're just doing all the talking, there's no relationship in that. So how does God speak to us? I want to quickly give you four areas where and how I think God speaks to you. Okay, number one, through his word. God speaks to us through his word, which means we first have to read it. I heard Jensen Franklin say this, if you haven't heard from God lately, read God. Come on, if you haven't heard God, read him. This is his love letter. This is his testimony to you. This is for you. It's the manual for life. But it's amazing how God can speak to us through the Word. And I know most of you in here know what I'm talking about. There's a verse that you've perhaps known for years or a passage of Scripture you know and you're reading it. And all of a sudden, bam, something just jumps at you out of the page, out of that verse. And you're like, wow, that is incredible. I've never seen that before. But yet we know that verse. It's amazing how God's Word can hit us right where we need it. And here's the thought. God's word hasn't changed. That verse has always been the same. But what happens, it now comes alive through his Holy Spirit for the moment, for right where you're at, how God can speak to you. And let me add something here. Can I add a very important point here about God's word? And that is this. Don't take God's word and fit it into your life. You better fit your life into God's word. Because if you want to fit it into you, you know what happens? I can make God's word mean anything for what I want it to be. I can manipulate it, take it out of context, and I can make God's word validate and support everything and anything I want to do. But you know, that's not the answer. Asking God to fit into my life, I need to fit into his word because that's where I'm going to find life, joy, peace. Do I hear an amen in the house? And remember this, Hebrews 4 verse 12 tells us that the word of God is living 
powerful, sharper, piercing, dividing. The Word of God is alive and powerful. It's alive. So when I read it, it's alive. It's not old-fashioned. It knows exactly what I'm facing. There is every question that you may ever have in life, there's every answer right in here. Any question that you have, the answer is right in here. If we'll just read it and allow the answer. So God speaks to us through his word, thank God. Second way God speaks to us is through people. Watch out. Let me say that one more time. Watch out. Turn to your neighbor and say, watch out. Watch out. Because you've got to watch the people you're listening to. Do I hear an amen? There's a lot of good people out there. But it's amazing how many times we run to the people we already know the answer they're going to give us. We run to the people when we want a yes. We're going to say yes. We run to the no crowd when we want a no. And if we're not sure, we've got a crowd for that too. Huh. Well, she's my friend. If you're my friend, then tell me the truth. Don't just go along with everything I'm doing. If I'm doing wrong, then tell me the truth. Come on, if you love me, love me enough to tell me the truth. Come on, I want to be around people that love me. That love me enough to tell me the truth. So you've got to be careful the advice and the people that you're around. But God speaks to his people. Proverbs 11 verse 14 says this, Where there is no counsel, the people will fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So God can speak to you, but if it's something really important, don't just go through one. Ask God to confirm it, because he'll do that. I said he'll do that. Gideon asked for the sponge to be dry and the ground wet, and he went back and said, Hey God, can you, I'm a little bit dyslexic, can you do it the other way this time? God says, I'll do it whichever way you want. But when God confirms, you better be ready to move. So God can speak through people. You know how God can use people? Maybe you don't have anything. They can come around and bring a casserole. Bring you some groceries. They can be used to provide for you. They can be used to console you. Come on, give me a hug. Can I cry on your shoulder? They can be used to give you advice. They can be used to correct you. They can be used to help. You see, God uses people to speak to us. The word people, the third one is this, God uses the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The direct leading of the Holy Spirit. And the direct leading of the Holy Spirit is not this. Are you ready? Well, God told me to do that. Sick and tired of God telling all these people to do stuff that he hasn't even opened his mouth about. Come on, do I hear an amen in the house? Well, God told me to do that. No, that's just a polite way of you saying, I'm going to do whatever I want and you're not going to tell me any different. It's amazing how schizophrenic God must really be, the multi-personalities that God must have, because I'm telling you, he's telling something to someone that's not even in here, so I don't know what's going on, God. But I believe, though, that God's Holy Spirit, you see, we've got to be careful because we hear that all the time. Well, God told me. So what happens is we shy away from the fact that God really can tell us. God's Holy Spirit can reveal things to us. And the thing about the Holy Spirit is this. The Holy Spirit is not a thing or an it. The Holy Spirit is one of the three of the triune Godhead. It's a personality. It's a person. And you know what the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit as? The comforter. Jesus said, I'm going to send the comforter. One of the words in the Greek is parakletos. Parakletos. It means one who's called alongside. The Holy Spirit is called alongside. When I'm going through life, the Holy Spirit is right there alongside to help me and speak to me. Another thing we see from the scripture is the roles that he wants to perform. Here's some of the roles that the Holy Spirit wants to perform in our lives. He leads us. He 
He rebukes us. He affirms us. He comforts us. And listen to this. One of his greatest roles is he assures us that we're children of God. How awesome is that? So God speaks through his word, through people, through his Holy Spirit. And the last one, the fourth one, is God speaks, I believe, through nature and practical things. We get so caught up in the church and everything has to be spiritual. I think sometimes God can be so natural that we can sometimes miss him when we look spiritually. Come on, do I hear an amen? Amen. That we can just get so heavenly minded that the Bible says we become no earthly good. When Jesus walked on this earth, he didn't do airy fairy things. He talked about a sower who went out to sow. He talked about someone who found a pearl in a field. He talked about a fisherman. He talked about practical stories. They were parables. He talked about things that everyone in their life knew they could relate to. They could see around them. God used stuff like that. And God uses. Some of the greatest ways God has spoken to me in my life is through nature. I remember one time I was so broken. I was so distraught. I didn't know what I was going to do in my life. I'd just been to the dentist. How many knows that is the worst place to go when you're already depressed and you're already down and you go to the dentist and they've been drilling and they've been pulling and your mouth It's not a nice place to be. And I walked over to this chain link fence and everything was dead. There was a vine on the fence and it was dead. And I just put my hand up to one of the dead flowers that was there. It was all brown and I just touched it. And when I did, it fell off and there was a beautiful little, little blue flower in the middle of that death. And that day God spoke to me and said, there's still hope. You may say, no, that was just a flower. God spoke to me. That in my situation and where I was at, God had to bring me to that place for what reason? So he could produce something new inside of me. You see, God can speak through flowers. God can speak through birds. God can speak through sunshine and rain and wind. God can even use a fortune cookie. Kayla's all about that. I mean, don't just go and say, well... Pastor Philip, we're moving and we're going to India. Why? Because you said God can use a fortune cookie. And I open it. I mean, just come on, let's go easy on that. But God, can God use a fortune cookie? I mean, he can use anything. He can use a donkey. If he can speak through a donkey, then he can speak through anything. So as I close, here's the sad thing that I think. Number one, we fail to see that no is just an answer. But secondly, many of us don't even... Expect God to speak to us. And therefore, because we don't expect him to speak to us, we don't hear him speaking to us. I want to challenge you as we connect, as we plug into prayer. No is just as much as answer as yes. And thank God for the no's. But also, I want us to get to a place where we begin to expect God to speak to us. Because he's still alive and wants to talk to you. And now I could talk about this for hours, but you hear people say all the time, well, how do I know it's God? Have you ever heard that? How do I know it's God? Well, the first rule of thumb is this. It will never be contrary to his word if it's not God. And if it is God, he'll confirm it through other sources and other ways. And there'll be a peace that will come inside of you because God is not the author of confusion. He's a God of peace. And God wants to speak to you, if only for one reason, to keep us on the right path. That's reason enough that he wants to speak to us. So remember, no's an answer. God wants to speak to you.
like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heartseas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.